0: Communication is a huge issue with relationships because I think oftentimes we don't feel like it's safe to communicate our true desires or our true needs, or to be really honest and be really open. And I think a lot of that starts with the self. Like, can I be really real with myself about what I want, what I need? Can then I, can I, can I admit that to myself? Can I feel safe in my desires? You are listening to Soul Searchers, the podcast. My name is Trish and I'm joined with two of my business besties, Tyler and Abigail. Together, we make up a trio of 20 somethings looking to dive deep and explore some of life's big topics. Like how can I truly trust and how do I navigate personal evolution? And not so big topics like what's up with my Myers-Briggs and how could I win in adulting? So whether you're looking for answers to life's biggest questions, or you're just really curious to see what we think about all those personality tests, sit back, listen, relax, and join us as we do a bit of soul searching today.
1: Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Soul Searchers, the podcast, and happy Valentine's Day. It is so excited. I am so excited to be uh, spending valentine's day here with you all and I am just wanting to start off by wishing everybody a happy valentine's day and I hope your day is full of love and all of that goodness and speaking about love that it has been kind of our theme For January. Last week, we talked about self love. And this week, we are diving deep into the conversation of like relationships. And I think more of that, like intimate relationships and relationships that we have with other people and kind of that outward love that we share. So I'm so excited to just get started and dive deep into this subject. And I would love to know from, you know, Abigail and Trish, like when you think of, when you think of like the term or the idea of relationships, what's the initial thought there? What first comes to mind? Hmm.
0: Okay. The first initial thought when I think of relationships, um, I typically do go to like romantic relationships. I think that that's just my initial association. But then beyond that, it's any sort of friendship um, or even any sort of connection with family. So I guess my initial thought is it's it's a deeper connection that you have with someone. Um, technically, a relationship can be a work relationship, a formal relationship. Our relationship is that we're really only acquaintances, right? But like I think just being in relation to someone is just a comparison. Uh, If I'm thinking definition, but when I'm thinking like, you know, a relationship, I'm thinking of, okay, what, in what ways are we connected? We're really good friends. Oh, we're connected because we're family. We're connected because we've dated or whatever. Um, So I think of it as just a way
2: of connecting with someone. That's a great answer. The first thing that came to mind was, uh, which is a different type of relationship, but a partnership and I was trying to compartmentalize what I was trying to think. So I was thinking about <laughs> thinking. Um, but I think my, the, what I, my mind was trying to say was the, our connection to others who share our values. So it's like a combining mm. of the two. That's what the partnering was when I was trying to think that up. Um, yeah, and like Trish said, you know, there's lots of relationships, so each different relationship you have, and I believe we've talked about this in our some of our first episodes is how do we relate to others when we know ourselves and when we don't know ourselves um and then how do we relate to others when we love ourselves or when we love them it's it's a it's a big topic, and I'm really excited to spread the love and all the insight about it
1: yeah, i it's already, it's already so complex. I love, I love that we just dive right into these mm-hmm. kind of things because, you know, when we think about relationships um, and that kind of partnerships that we have with other people, like, I, honestly, this sounds ridiculous, but I've ne- I've never really actually stopped to think about like the people that I have in my life and how we all share at least similar values to some degree and the importance of kind of knowing ourselves and, and having those strong values to then be able to go out and connect, you know, on a deeper kind of level with other people and just how, just how harmonious that is. Um, I think that's, what's coming up for me is like how, interconnected and harmonious relationships are. And I don't really have a question or anything, but I just want to pass that off and, you know, let's carry on the conversation.
0: That's really cool. um, That typically when you're ever in a relationship with someone, whether again, it's, it's friendship, it's, it's, it's romantic, it's what, what have you, there's some sort of harmony that comes with it. Like we click for some reason, um, and some sort of interconnectedness or sharing of values, which like you had initially brought up, Abby, which is such a cool thing. And I think it it, it reminds me of how you have different relationships for different reasons. And like, let's just use friendship, right? Um, I think that every relationship we get something out of, and I think this is going to transcend beyond like our spiritual conversations, because I think that we're all interconnected as humans, but a relationship is something that's a little bit more like we get something out of it. And what I mean by that is like the three of us laugh and we have a good sense of humor, but our relationship, our friendship is like the fact that we can have these deep conversations. I have people in my life who I just can't have these deep conversations with. Doesn't mean those relationships aren't meaningful. Um, they're just different, you know? And I think I was thinking like, yeah, because I, you know, I knew immediately with certain friends that we connected and we both valued health and that's how we got together. Or we both valued, um, liberalism and, you know, being open. And that's kind of why we connected. Um, and then some people it's like, we both just value humor. And that's just my friend that I pretty much joke around with. And our lifestyles are really different, but we do share that value of finding the humor in things and that's still meaningful in that relationship. So I really liked that. Like it's making me think about all my relationships and what I have in common. And one final thing I'll say, and then I'll pass it off to you, Abby, is I think I brought this up a while ago that I believe it's um, Brene Brown that talks about belonging is like being alike, fitting in, in a way, but also being unique. And I think that is a, a huge part of relationships um, I'm going away out off track here, but you know, Tyler and I have learned in our coaching program that three basic human needs are love, safety, and belonging. And I think relationships can provide all three to some extent. Um, so oof, I put a lot out there. What do you think, Abby?
2: You just reminded me of like the magic of relationships. You know, we get so caught up in the, the formalities of uh, I, I don't know respect or uh, expectation, whatever when we are in relation with another person um, but the biggest thing and the most magical thing about connecting with others is that kind of they you know we call it vibing. Um, I'm throwing up air quotes as I say that because I don't often say that word but because it transcends like sometimes relationships like, like you said Trish are are, more than, or feel more than reason. Like they, they transcend the why am I, why am I vibing with this person? So it's, it's almost like a frequency that we're aligned with one one another, excuse me. And it beckons the question, like beyond reason, why am I connected to this person? And one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in the past year in my relationships with other people and just trying to, to love in different ways because there's so many different ways to love is asking myself, what is the lesson that I'm learning with this person? You know, why did God bring us together? Why, am, mm-hmm. why is my dad, my dad? And why is my mom, my mom? And then it makes you realize it gives, it gives yourself grace and the other person grace because then you realize our tough spots that we've shared could be a learning lesson for both of us. Um, so it gives it it makes room for understanding, for compassion, and, and overall love. Mm.
1: I love what you just said about you know, asking those questions like why, why is my mom my mom? Why is my dad my mm-hmm. dad? And like really trying to understand like why certain people come into your lives and you know, all of these kind of things. And something that I've you know, something that I've personally kind of held as a mantra or just a, maybe not necessarily a mantra, but just kind of a statement or, um, you know, piece of wisdom, if you will, is I've always said that, like, speaking of like friendships and things like that, because that's really, I think, a big part of relationships are friendships um, going, you know, kind of getting specific to the category when it comes to like friendships, I I think about friends who have come into my life and friends who have left my life and some who have stayed and some who come and go. Like, you know, Abigail, like you and I, we went to Columbia together. Mm -hmm. We shared classes and a little time together, you know, at Columbia. And -hmm. then we parted ways. And then magically and beautifully we came back and now we host a podcast together. (laughs) And And I think about like, I think about just how beautiful it is that we get certain people to come into our lives at certain periods of our lives. And I've always just I've always been so like grateful of those friendships, you know, and even if they didn't end perfectly, or even, you know, even if those friendships didn't weren't weren't the best, like there's always a lesson there to be learned. So I loved that you pulled that out. And I just always say that some people come and some people go and some people stay. And, you know, it's just part of, I think it's just part of the journey.
0: Yeah. I totally resonate with this. Um, The lessons, the, why do people come and go at certain periods of time? And I think my takeaway from that is that like really like relationships are there to, help us grow personally like that journey like you said tyler like it is part of our our personal development journey and we contribute to others development and growth and um that's such a cool concept like i I think i'm still just like processing that out loud but it's like wow like there are so many reasons that we connect to people And just like how much influence you can have on someone, whether it's even a simple formal relationship, like a teacher, even, you know, um, some people have teachers who change them and it's so cool that we're connected with people for that reason. Um, and I think it's probably no surprise that like, I'm kind of a people person. Like I, I do like to talk and I, I do like people in a way, but, um, we'll definitely get into this more when we talk about personality I'm still an introvert in many regards, but I kind of really do get jazzed up and like energized by relationships and things like that. um, Because that is like the extrovert in me. And I guess I would, uh, my next question is, what do you think about, you know, let's kind of dive a little bit into like relationship struggles and when relationships are draining and we know that there's lessons there, but what, how have you guys navigated that? What um, are your thoughts on that when people like butt heads and relationships don't work out? And, um, you know, that can be really heavy for people. I think we dove in and we are like, fuck yeah, relationships help us connect with people. But I think a lot of times when people think of relationships, their first thought might be like all the breakups they've had or all the relationships and friendships that haven't worked out. Like when they think of relationships, they think of things starting and ending. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on that.
2: That's a great question. First off, I'm not going to say I think, I believe from my own experience that one of the main struggles we have is, is projecting onto other people. So obviously our perception is makes our reality so it also makes the people within our reality a perception in and of themselves um and what i mean by that is we project our expectations of the other person or what we've learned about the other person throughout you know days or years however long we've known them and that is what we think that person is and I think a lot of times we're expecting them to say something or we're expecting them to do something. And when they don't do that, or they do the opposite of it, of it, it causes problems. And really the problem is not the other person. Um, the problem is you, uh, which is, that sounds really harsh, but in the reality, we have to take responsibility for ourselves, um, especially when we're engaging with other people. And I, and that that's one of the biggest um, lessons that I've learned is expect, you know, in my intimate relationships my significant others that I've had in the last I haven't had many to be honest but the most impactful ones I realized I was trying to visualize or or I don't know perceive that person the way that I thought they were and every time they did something that was out of that per that field of vision so to speak it confused me or it upset me or it made me angry. And I think a lot of people have that problem. I think a lot of people, you know, and I may have been, you know, on the other end of that, where I did something that was very, I've done very many shocking things, not bad things, just shocking things that I think my parents were like, what the hell are you doing? Um, Which was out of my, out of my personality range, I think, which, you know, personality is just personality. It could change one day and it could, you know, be something the next but i and then that's when disappointment comes is i think the my point overall is disappointment comes when we go beyond the expectations of what other people think of us and obviously like other people's disappointment is not your responsibility it's not your fault that somebody felt a certain way if you were meaning good um But yeah, I I just think our perception of other people get in the way of our unconditional love for others.
1: Mm, I'm my brain's (laughs) crying. Like, I'm just, you know, you said you said like, Abigail, you you were talking about how a lot of times it's our it's our problem. Like, you know, we have to look at ourselves. And initially my blood kind of boiled and I was like, no, it's always the other person's fault, you know? (laughs) And yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and it would, and and that was like the gut instinct. And I think I'm going to bring this back to what Trish was saying, uh, a, you know, a few moments ago, like about love, safety, and belonging. And I think when we get into relationships, uh, you know, specifically like intimate relationships with significant others, like we, we want, we desire, and we crave that that belonging and wanting to feel valued and wanting to feel understood and seen and, you know, all of these kind of things. And obviously we want to feel the love. And when, you know, our partners do something that, that don't align with like our, our perceptions, what Abigail was talking about, of course, it's going to trigger us. Of course, it's going to like, cause problems and cause, you know, challenges. But I, you know, it's, it's one of those things like, I am a big I'm a big believer that in order to be successful in anything in life you have to be successful in yourself. And I believe that coming back to the self and coming back to you know what am I feeling? Why is this triggering me? Asking the questions and having the awareness to me that is that is the key to a Um, to a responsible and a successful kind of like long-term commitment commitment with someone is being aware enough to say okay why is this bothering me why is this triggering me why you know his action or their actions like why why did that trigger me as bad as it did and you know just getting curious without judgment which can be really hard but again, I think it, I really do think it comes back to the self. Um, and I think in order to have strong, you know, outward relationships, we have to have a strong sense of self and a strong, uh, you know, belief in ourselves and all of these kind of things, but it's challenging because, you know, our egos bringing up the ego again, it's like, well, our egos, our egos want the partner to be in the wrong. And, you know, I think, I think there's, I think there's a, there's an uh, equal responsibility there between partners. So I don't think any partner is ever wrong or right. I think it's an equal and shared responsibility.
0: Oh yeah. I (laughs) completely agree. I think that was really well put and um, within that equal responsibility that you said you know, my brain was going a couple different places when you first circled back to like love, safety and belonging. And we talked last week about how we really have to love ourselves before um, we can love others. And like for the record, uh, we all came like kind of like buzzed off of that episode. We're like, we feel so loved. We were like all (laughs) feeling good. And I remember like just bringing things up to my partner afterwards, like I was like really comp- I was like, I think I'm like on this high and it's translating and I like I won't go into details, but I shared something like compassionate and like this like almost like sacrifice based on something we were processing. and he was like, why did you say that? What's the catch? And I'm like, no I legitimately feel like I can voice this because, I've, I've nourished my own love and yeah, I've like loved myself. Right. And then when we go to safety and belonging, I think a lot of times we feel that the issue of belonging comes when we don't feel like we belong in our own skin or we we're judging ourselves and we're really, really self-critical. Like, I think that not only is it a matter of self-love, but like, do we feel like we belong in this identity that we've curated for ourselves? We talked about how there's a superficial ego and then there's the soul, but the truth is like the ego and that identity like matters. It does. Like, are you, are you allowing yourself to express yourself and like be true to yourself and like do the things you like? I think that's allowing yourself to belong. And then when it comes to safety, I think, um, the first thing that came to me when I was thinking about that, um, is like communication and how, Communication is a huge issue with relationships because I think oftentimes we don't feel like it's safe to communicate our true desires or our true needs or to be really honest and be really open. And I think a lot of that starts with the self. Like can I be really real with myself about what I want, what I need? Can then I can I can I admit that to myself? Can I feel safe in my desires? Do I just feel safe because I, you know, set myself up for the things that I need rather than having to rely on someone else, right? Like toxic relationships can come up when we're relying on other people, um, to, to like protect us too much. Right. Or a lot of like codependency and stuff can come from that. And so I think that again, you know, a lot of it does come down to loving ourselves, finding safety in ourselves and our own life first, You know, allowing ourselves to belong, um, and that is how you then can commit to other people.
2: Mm. I think you read my mind because I was going to touch on communication, and I was like, "Oh, she's not going to bring that up." Then, then you brought it up at the very last point. Oh, that's funny! (laughs) I know.
0: Passing the Um, baton off to you. I'd love. I I
2: have the baton. I am running with it. Um, (laughs) Communication has been, I think, for a lot of people too for me uh, has been such a journey and it has started with me being honest with myself. You're absolutely right. Um, you know, my last relationship, I'm not going to get into details out of respect. Um, my last relationship, I did not have a voice. I felt like I didn't have a voice and it wasn't because I didn't, but it's because I wasn't communicating with myself and saying, and asking those questions. How do I feel? Why do I feel bad about this? Why is he making me feel this way? When he's really not even doing anything, it, you know, I was, I was, you know, beating around the bush because I felt how I felt and it was bad. But when it all came crashing down, I realized I should have been assessing myself while I was in this relationship because if you don't check yourself, you wreck yourself, and then when you bring others down while you wreck. Uh, <laughs> but um, now, as I learned that the hard way as all good, rich lessons go, my current relationship communication is, uh, is the core. And it's so, I know people say this all the time, but it's because no one listens, no one implements this, but seriously, it is the core of my relationship right now. Um, and it has made everything so much easier just because it's vulnerable, yeah. And it's easier to have the knife in your hand and being pointing it at somebody else instead of dropping it and saying, let's talk. That's why, you know, a lot of people say it's all your fault because pointing the finger feels good because it gets the attention away from you. And that's the ego of trying to find some type of safety, which is not, you know, in our world, it is not very productive um, to point fingers and never look within. Um, so coming back around, oh, I communicated myself out of my own train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no. Okay. Uh, but it, it just has been, I've sat down, you know, taken down the walls so to speak, and just said, hey, this bothered me the other day, this bothered me last week, can we sit down and talk about it, and it, it takes guts to do that, because sometimes those, those communications, if you ha- don't have as, that many, or if it's not very frequent, things come to light that you don't want to hear, and oftentimes our ego is like, oh my god, this relationship's going to end, well, that's maybe not so much a bad thing um, because sometimes relationships do end. they serve a purpose, but not they're not forever. And some of the ones that matter will last forever, but you got to take the jump and be vulnerable in your uh, communication with that person if you love yourself enough and if you love them enough.
1: Hmm. I'm still thinking and processing. And I I was actually kind of afraid to do this conversation today. Um, not gonna lie, because I've never actually been in like a true intimate relationship with anyone. Um, I've never had a significant other. I've never, you know, so I've never had that like, I've never had that like I to me, it's like I don't even know what being in love means. Um, but like something that keeps coming up for me is kind of how how like we have to like set that stage for ourselves like we have to get ourselves at that place of like feeling safe in ourselves and feeling like we belong in ourselves and feeling like we love ourselves enough to kind of open ourselves up for love and for that intimate um you know for that intimacy and everything that comes with it and i'm curious as as like the one person here on the panel who doesn't actually know what does it mean to be in love? Like what what would you guys say? You know, what does it mean to be in love? What it what it, what does that mean to you?
0: You are always pulling out the big questions, Tyler. <laughs> Who is God? What is love? Um, I think it's really interesting you asked that. Um I appreciate you going there and sharing that vulnerably. And I think that, you know, I'm chatting out loud because I even think it's vulnerable to like, think about that. Um, and I don't know that I have a clear answer. I think I've definitely thought about this before and maybe articulated it before, but it's, I, the, the, the first thing that comes to mind is like, it's complex, but it's also super simple. Like it is literally both like love is complex because, Um, as Abby has mentioned, like it is unconditional. It's really weird. It really does endure. And like, you know, you asked specifically the concept of like, what's it like to be in love? And I think that, um, you know, this might sound sappy, but like when I like realized I was in love with my partner, I feel like I was like, oh, this, I just know it. Like (laughs) and that does sound so cheesy but i'm like this is truly a feeling that has come through me and it feels pretty certain but it's so weird because i can't necessarily describe why it's like a feeling that is truthfully there without even having to have an explanation i guess um and i think you know another like kind of silly cheesy thing that like happened (laughs) And I'm thinking of an episode of The Office where uh, Steve Carell is like, or uh, Michael is like, I don't care if Ryan murd- murdered his whole family. He's like a son to me. And it's meant to be comedic. But I remember like, you know, my boyfriend, and I had this conversation of like something you would have to do something really bad. Like I don't know, maybe murder someone for us to kind of break this off. Cause we really love each other. Right. Like it got to that point of like, I can see past a lot of your flaws and I recognize them and I'm still going to love you. And um, yeah. So that I don't know if that even like makes sense, but I guess that's how I feel.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a big question. Um, I'm just trying to actually go back to the exact moment that I felt like I fell in love with my my boyfriend right now um because I feel like you deserve that kind of personal answer Tyler Uh, and I'm gonna try to configure an answer of why because Trisha's right you it is complex and it is simple because that in that moment I just was like "Mm, yeah I I love him like I love him very much it's something about in, you know, each relationship, that's the thing, like love is so um, very vari- variable or, you know, each person is unique. So when two people come together, love is expressed in different ways. And we all have, you know, we've heard about the love languages. So those two kind of coalesce. And of course, like spiritually, um, we're all in different planes. So um, when those two paths cross and they form sort of a new one in each person's life it it expresses differently the love does um for me (laughs) I um when I was getting up to that point um which I've been in I've been in a relationship for almost two years now it's actually coming up in a couple weeks our anniversary um I realized as I was kind of showing myself because when you get in a relationship, Trish, you probably know, you know, you the first impression, and then the first couple of months when it's like the honeymoon or the first couple of years or whatever people say, I don't know, um, and you're slowly peeling back the onion um, of yourself to that person and saying, is this next layer gonna make them smell you and run, or are they gonna stick it out and have tears in their eyes? Um, and as I was doing sh- you know, showing myself to my boyfriend he didn't run away and he didn't <laughs> he didn't um you know cringe or think I was weird he he laughed and it's weird because when I'm by myself and I do I'm like a squirrel on my own I sing to myself I sing commercials I um you know I run across the house if I have a burst of energy kind of like when dogs have zoomies I guess oh my I, gosh, I do too, too for the record <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Listen, there's things that I do by myself that I don't understand why I do it, but it's like an impulse, um, and it's things like that. And as I started showing him that part of me, he would laugh, and not in an at me way, but almost like, oh, you know, that's cute or whatever. And it's funny because when I do those things, I also laugh at myself, but it's because I'm like, Haha, I'm a squirrel. I I like this. I like being this person, and it made me realize he likes me being this person too. So it, it is a, and Trish, you touched upon this, it is an acceptance of that person and even their faults, like even the things, because it's, it's very easy to see things that you like, but it's harder to see things that you are not sure about, about another person, but they're not so bad that you throw the entire person away. And I think it's safe to say we do that with ourselves too but it is a, it's an acceptance of their everything. Um, you can disagree. Absolutely. I disagree with my boyfriend on a lot of points, but it's because I know he is a complex human being just like me. There are parts of me that I'm like, Ooh, I wish I wasn't like that, but guess what? That's my weakness and I got to live with it. So, you know, that's how my relationship with love and in my significant relationship right now is, um, and so far, it's the highest form of of love with a with a man that I've had in my life, um, and I hope that I hope that makes sense, and I hope that sheds some light. So when you get to that situation, which I I know you will, because you're a lovely person, um, that I think, I hope that helps you in some way.
1: Well, it it really does, and I thank you too for sharing. You know your stories. Um, because i look at you know i look at love and k- kind of coming back to self-love because that's that's really what i've been spending a lot of time on um i've had to peel back so many layers of myself i love that i love that kind of metaphor of of like the layers and like does this stink and do i want to run away um <laughs> and there have been moments in my life when i've peeled back a layer And I've smelt it. And I was like, Nope, I'm running. I'm running away (laughs) from it. And, and it's like, and you said that, and I went, Oh my gosh, like, I have been developing. I have been developing a strong self love for myself, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. by nurturing all of the layers and all of the pieces that that make me unique. And that is something that like, I carry really close to my heart is the uniqueness that each individual carries. And um, it's taken me a long time to get here. It's taken me Mm. a really long time to get to the space of actually being able to look at myself in the mirror and say, you know, I love you, Tyler. And Mm. um, so I have experienced love. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not it's not the intimate love of a stranger or of a partner, but it's love that I have for myself. And that is really fucking cool. And, it is. Um, you know, and I think it's, it's, I think for me, my journey specifically has been about coming to, coming to understand who Tyler is as an individual so that Tyler can go out and actually, like, fall in love with somebody. And I'm ready. Like, that's the thing. I was talking to my therapist the other day. And I kept telling her, I was like, I was like, I'm ready for love. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready to find the partner and that being um, to share my life with. And, you know, two years ago, I was telling the world that I didn't want to be in a relationship. And I wanted to be alone for all of my life. And, um, but it's like, I don't know, it's been a really beautiful journey. Um, and I'm curious as, as like a fun question, fun, um, or what I think is fun. Sometimes my questions are deep and I think those are fun, <laughs> but do you guys believe in love at first sight?
0: Mm. Ooh, this is a fun question, but before we get there, like totally fun, totally fun. But I just have to go there and say, that was beautiful. What you just shared Tyler. And I do think that, um, my self love journey is ongoing, but there was some level of acceptance of myself. Like this, this, it was the layer of like, oh, I've built more self love. So my partner came into my life and it kind of put together a lot of our stuff. It's like, maybe that was part of the manifestation, right? I was, I was practicing the love. Um, and so That was just really cool. Um, love at first sight. No, I honestly don't. I, that, that just came out of my mouth. I didn't even think about it. Um, because I don't know. I think it's really cool when I see it in movies and when I read it in books, I'm like, that's really cool. Um, I only think I've been in love this one time with my partner. We've been together for a long time. Um, I've loved people, right? Like we say, we love ourselves, love other people. But like, as far as the in love, this is my only experience. I think there was an immediate attraction. And I think one of the things I was going to say is like, there's layers to love. Like, this is going to sound cheesy. This is like my cheesiest thing. And I I say that because I've never been a a huge romantic. We can talk about romance as a separate thing. Um, I'm not a huge romantic, but I do love love. Um, but I feel like this sounds romantic cheesy and it's like, I do feel like part of the reason I knew that I was in love with my boyfriend was like, he honestly felt like home and it was like, Oh, when I'm around him, it feels more like home. And like, I still love my parents and love my home, but like, no, just wherever I am with him does feel like, Oh, I'm at home. This is stable. This is safe. This is fun. This is comfort. This is, you know? And so I don't know that I would feel, so that's one of the ways that I define love. Right. because even like when I'm with cousins that I love and I'm so comfortable, it's like, this is so homey, right? Um, I don't know that I would see someone and be like, I think I can have a damn good attraction to them. And I wanted to give a little shout out. Tyler's ready for love. All full disclosure today. I was like, Tyler, you look really cute. Like I'm crushing on you. <laughs> Tyler's got his look down too. And um,
1: I'm blushing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And um so I guess where was my point there? I guess I I I more think that's that's lust and then like maybe it's a strong lust and then love like does develop and grow, but I don't know. Like I guess I, I'm never someone who likes to say no. So I was kind of surprised, like just a, a solid no to things, but I was surprised that came out of my mouth and I think because I I truly kind of believe that love does develop and grow. Um now I know I'm making this lighthearted com- question complex. But I will say one of the other like loves that have come in my life that was really strong and immediate was my niece. And when she was born, I don't have kids, but when she was born I literally saw her in the hospital room and I was like, I immediately love this person. Like, I know what unconditional love is. And it like, is actually making me tear up because it's like, holy crap, is this what it's like to like be a parent? Like, I can't even imagine. It feels like it's going to be overwhelming to have kids because I knew I immediately loved my niece. I'm not like in love with her in an intimate way, but I immediately love her as my family. And all I do did was freaking see her as an infant in the hospital. So, hmm, I don't know. I just threw in another layer there. I don't know. What do you think, Abby?
2: That was really sweet. I um, have any like nephews or nieces or anything, um, but uh, love at first sight. No. Uh, yeah. Maybe for three things, food, dogs, and Willem Dafoe um <laughs> speaking <of experience. laughs>
0: okay we gotta talk about who our favorite people are because you love willem defoe don't you abby
2: i listen uh, yeah that's all i'm gonna say oh um, we got we'll, we'll talk about that oh that's fine. to protect my you know just reputation if i even have one um but love at first sight for another person you know going back to the self-love thing, like when we first see ourselves and we become aware of what we look like when we're like teenagers, you know, that time during puberty, we see all the things we don't like. So love at first sight, even for yourself. No. So to look at another person and see them and no, um, I, yeah, I, I agree. Trish lust at first sight for sure. Um, it's definitely just like a uh, physical attraction. Um, and of course there's, there's story. I'm not going to say like, it doesn't exist at all, but I know, I know that oftentimes love at first sight is actually something else. Um, because uh, Yeah. There are relationships that where people first meet and they immediately click and then they're together for 65 years, which is amazing. But most of the time it is some type of like veil across your face that it, you're seeing something that maybe you're projecting a fear of being alone or you know you just think the person's hot which I totally get um, because I'm a human being but (laughs) no love at first sight no sorry Hallmark I didn't mean to ruin your your gig but it's no no man
1: I mean okay so you just called out Hallmark and thank you for that (laughs) because god they have a new one coming out it's like butler's in love that oh, is a legit movie oh that's coming out and it's and it's these two it's it's these two characters who are going to butler school and then they fall in love and it's like <laughs>
2: butler school yeah so what was my point um also if we ever get sponsored hallmark is is it not going to promote us at
1: all that's <laughs> yeah, okay I don't want Hallmark. we just lost that, lost that promotion.
2: Yeah, no. it's,
1: it's okay we don't need them um but you know Abigail you bring up a really interesting point and Trish brings up an in, you all bring up interesting points of like of like one I think when it you know and this has really turned into a love episode which I'm very excited because it is Valentine's Day and you know, who doesn't love the love, but like when it comes to love, I think it's, it's one of those things. Like I do agree. I think it's lust lost at first sight. Um, I totally have seen people and I've been like, Oh my gosh, that person is so attractive and I can't stop looking at them. And, you know, there's that tingling feeling, but I think like mainstream media, particularly movies, particularly like the Hallmark movies, um, they do such a, I think, poor job at actually displaying what it means to be in love and like what, you know, what, what is that journey like? And this, I'm bringing up another point of like, there are levels to love, you know, we have that initial like physical kind of attraction and reaction when we see somebody and we think, oh, they're cute. And then it's like, it's like a, it's like a little seed that just grows within us and I just want to hear your guys's thoughts because we've now gone completely off topic which I'm loving this episode um, of like how do you guys think may do you, or do you think mainstream kind of media movies things like that do you think they ruin love
0: mm. yeah I mean I think for the longest time I was like and this again is going to be something but I think I'm i I like made this point or like full disclosure in like the, in the self-love episode of like, who gives a shit if it's a cliche. Um, but what was my point in bringing that up? I'm going to say a cliche. I think that's what I'm prefacing with. Um, and I completely forgot what was oh mainstream media. Yeah. For the longest time, I was not a, um, like fan of romance at all, at all. The cliche is that once I fell in love, I was, and I've become more of like, oh, that's really cute. Oh, that's really funny. I can be into that romance to an extent where it's like, I don't, I don't believe in all of it. I think a lot of it isn't portrayed well, because I think there's just this development that changes over time. Um, and so one, I think, I think it doesn't do it justice because it doesn't actually show like the important parts of like love. We're talking about love here. Right it's so much more based on lust and like lust and attraction is like fun. And like, it's fun to talk about that. Um, But I think it's often like the scales are tipped and it's, it's that. And then I think like on the other end too, there's like a lot of like toxic relationships that are like, you know, and I think movies can be getting better at this, but where it's like, the man dominates, and like there's codependency, and like they're not healthy relationships. But they're like, but he got her a coffee, so it's really cute. It's like, I don't think that's real healthy love. So, I think there's an unbalanced portrayal of like a lot of times it's more lust than love, or it's like unhealthy relationships, actually. Um, and I know you know, we went so many different areas here and I had another point. Oh, you know, I, and none of us are going to be claiming to be this. We are just people having conversation. I'm not claiming to like be an expert on love at all, at all, okay? I'm still very young. However, I have been in my relationship for a long time. We've been together for seven years. And throughout those seven years, we actually said, I love you really quick, um, like after like a month. So what you said, Abby, was like, you know, you can click right away and have an immediate attraction. And then your that love can grow quickly too. It can, but holy shit has our love transformed over the last seven years. Totally different. Like we're every year we're like getting, adding new layers to our love and like how we can love each other through all sorts of different shit. And so I think that it really warms my heart when it coming back to your question. Finally, when I see a movie that actually like shows that like transcendence, like that, like, Oh, after all these years, they're still friends. Like that's my favorite when it's like an older couple and they're like still friends in their old age and um, you know, or there's, there's healthy relationships. So I don't even know if I answered your question, but that's where my brain went.
2: Yeah. I'm also not an expert in love, you know, it's a learning process. So I don't know. What is even an expert in love? Like, how would you even, is there a way to study it? I'm not sure. I know there's people that are relationship coaches and you know, that's about as close as as you can get, but are you, how do you like, how do you um, excel in love? I don't know. Um, The mainstream media Well, first when I think of like lifetime movies or Hallmark movies or I just coming to mind. There's some JLo and Owen Wilson movie that's coming out like in the next couple of days or weeks, and I'm just like, what is this? And I realize it's just entertainment. Like it's not actually a reflection of love. It does, you know, share. It is sending a message though because it has such a big reach. When you, you know, you films come out of Hollywood, millions of people watch them, and they somehow believe that's what it's supposed to be if they don't know any better, which is unfortunate because love is way more complex than. Like yes, yeah, seeing somebody and thinking, oh my god, I'm in love, I'm in love with them. Um, what came to mind specifically is all those ring commercials and jewelry commercials, and um, you know the the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, and it, it and that is where we're actually you know trying to reach people specifically so that they'll either watch weekly or go buy something. And I think it dumbs down the idea that love is about showering your significant other with gifts or ha- you have to fall in love by going to really extravagant places and having just these impossible experiences um, that are really out of reach for the common person. Um, Cause you know, I'm Trish, I know, you know this, but and, and Tyler too, even out of significant relationships, I, I, I want to talk generally now when we love someone, no matter who they are, some of our best memories of that person and the love that you share is some of the most mundane shit. Like the, I, I go and visit my mom. Now I live 10 minutes from my mother, but I go and try to see her every Thursday. We've been doing that for over 15 years. Like even when I was, you know, kid and I lived with her, like every Thursday, that was our girl's night out. We'd go and do something and it just go see a movie or go, i don't know do a puzzle or whatever and you think you'd think oh you i don't remember that but that's not true that is that those are the some some of the fondest memories i have of my mom and i'm like oh when i think about my mom and how much i love her those are the things i think of not when i gave her something amazing at christmas or she gave me something for my birthday that was just crazy it, it it's love is so much deeper than, than giving shit away. Um, so yeah, it's the commercials really bother me though, but they are trying to sell a product. So I get it. They're trying to appeal to our lesser nature, but it does send a message that you can just give a woman a ring and she'll cry and go into hysterics and say, yes, it's so much more than that. Marriage is much more complex than that.
1: Mm so many, so many good points here. Like, I, I feel like, I feel like we could carry on this conversation for another four hours, because we just brought up, like, the commercialization of love, and the, you know, how society can, you know, interweave, and kind of fuck up love for everybody, and I mean, it, it, it's a really fascinating subject, and that, uh, you know, I have one final question, but I don't want to say that until until I open the floor. Does anybody like anybody have anything that they want to talk about that we haven't actually kind of dove into? Because, I mean, we've just kind of been free-flowing today.
0: It's been a fun free-flow. I think my aha from what Abby just shared um, and you started the conversation on, Tyler, is like movies and the commercialization of love is love is entertainment. Right. And there, there isn't anything inherently wrong with entertainment, but I think we started this conversation around relationships. And I even said something of like, we do get something out of relationships. Um, we do, we do, there's like natural love. You'll always maybe love family members just because you're fit fa- are your family or whatever. Um, or, you know, maybe you just continue to love your partner, but we get, we do get things out of, out of love, but I don't think it's just entertainment or just to keep busy or just for the thrill of it. And I think that's how the commercialization shows it is that like what we get out of love is the thrill and the rush and all of that. And, um, I think that's, that's not what it is. Um, so that was my final thing there. I also think we should just do an episode on the love languages and how people, um, give and receive love because I think that's a really interesting one interesting Mm. topic
1: I like that idea
2: mm -hmm, absolutely I agree because I was gonna ask you guys like how do you show love and um it kind of brought me to the bigger point that I wanted to make um before you ask a question Tyler is that if you want to show love go do it because I don't I don't know how to say this. It's so much of a feeling than it is an action. But I th- I think when we get an impulse to reach out to somebody or to go and send someone flowers, um, the money, if you if you really can't afford it, it doesn't matter. The time, it doesn't matter. Um that's something I've been learning, you know. I work full-time and I also just started my business on the side and um oftentimes i feel like that that has to be priority i have to be productive and um we talked about productivity before but it it, it takes all a precedence over everything else but sometimes when your family reaches out and, and i live really close to my entire family um when somebody says you want to go to dinner i i say yes forget the work for a couple hours just go and see somebody cuz that could really that's really what love is 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 putting forth the the connection with somebody else for just even a moment it's not even all the time because I think sacrifice has its negatives but just saying saying yes when the opportunity to share love is there
1: Mm. I was I was just gonna say like just listening to this conversation today and thinking about everything that we've talked about so far it's like love is in the moments Mm -hmm. love is in um, is in the space that uh, we create with other people, whether that be, uh, you know, friendships, family, acquaintances, or significant others. It's it's in the moments I think when we really experience the love, and it's really important to cherish that, and to just kind of enjoy that. And I'm I'm left with all the warm feelings and the warm fuzzies and. I want to end this episode since we we kind of brought it up, kind of uh, partway through the through our conversation. Since this is Valentine's Day and since this is all about relationships and love and all of the warm fuzzies, let's talk celebrity cr- crushes. Oh, Who okay. is your celebrity crush?
0: Let's do it! Oh my gosh, I have a couple. Tyler knows this; we share it. Harry Styles. Yes. Um, he is very- I was not a Harry Styles fan in One Direction or anything. And then recently, gosh, the last couple of years, I'm just like, yes, you perfect man. Your voice, the way you look, your personality, the way you express yourself. Oh, damn. Love I'm Harry swooning.
1: Styles. I'm swooning.
0: Yeah. Swoon. That's what I think of a celebrity cr- crush. Again, it's, it's not true love. It's like, but I really do love his music as well. Um, but it's like, Oh, just make me swoon. Mm, mm-mm. A little lost. Yeah.
2: It is that feeling. It's very much like, Oh, my heart. I can't, yeah. you just get all like swept up in it. And it's, it, it's so silly. Cause like, they don't even know exist. Um, yeah. unfortunately, eh, fortunately, unfortunately, I don't know. Um, I, <laughs> I am I'm not embarrassed because I have no shame but I want to preface that everyone that I I am attracted to is inappropriately too old for me um so but I, 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 I also I don't care um no. but just, just this is how I was made um for I, I have four um Killian Murphy you guys Ooh. Him? he was in a uh, Batman and he was in a uh, Peaky Blinders
0: yeah so. I like Killian Murphy a lot Dude. he has
2: beautiful eyes and he's a great voice and great hair great voice
0: um, oh he's got a sleep story on call and i just love falling asleep to his voice mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> i'll have to look that up um and then tom hardy
0: um, Ooh. i buff, like tom hardy tom hardy's a cool. british guy
2: right um he's just a perfect man uh and then okay yeah i love Willem defoe just something about and it's 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 okay. not just his it is his looks cuz i just think he's such a beautiful man um in a very odd way but it's also his energy he just mm-hmm. gives me such like w- just fluid aquarian vibes and i i really like that um and then <laughs> the last one um is stephen delane which is the guy that plays stanis baratheon in game of thrones so, i i don't know why i just something i don't know something oh, cool so, <laughs> he's tall and he's that. british and he's uh, he has a nice chin or something i, I can oh. go on. i'm gonna stop though
0: <laughs> oh that's cool i i have to quickly say i was just telling them too i've been sleeping on sebastian stan apparently he plays bucky <laughs> holy shit I really like him, but I think he's he's so good looking. I have, I have a couple too. Like it definitely like fluctuates where I feel like I have legit crushes where it's like, Oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. You go Tyler. Cause I I could probably agree with a lot. I think I also realized random, but like my attraction, I used to have like such a specific type and I do still kind of have a specific type. A lot of times people will be like, that guy just looks like Christian. That's why you think he's cute. (laughs) But I feel like I have this, I grew and like, I can feel like so many different people are attractive and I can just appreciate their attractiveness.
1: Mm, Totally. I, I mean, I'm a hundred percent Harry Styles, like to die for, like I would, I'm going to marry Harry. Like that's why I keep keep telling myself that. And I firmly believe at the bottom of my heart that that's, that's going to happen. And I mean, lately I've been, but I, I have to agree, Trish, I've been like I've been really obsessing recently over like like the fluidity of of people, and like mm-hmm. so like Sarah Polson is another one who I'm just like, "Wow, you're gorgeous and I love you, and like mm, I, I need the to look up ups I have definite um, girl crushes, you know, and like, but like they're all Harry Styles is just my number one crush and will always be my number one crush, and what a fun mm-hmm. way to end this episode oh, um. Yeah. Yeah, we could. Well, maybe we'll do. Maybe we we'll could do, do one on thing, attraction. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. There's anyway,
0: theories on that.
1: Well, we're we're feeling the love today, and I hope everybody out there is feeling the love today. And I want to know who are your celebrity crushes. Let us know in the comments. Send us a DM, um, and just keep loving yourself and loving others. We will catch you guys next week for another soulful conversation.
2: Thank you for listening to Soul Searchers, the podcast. You can follow the show on Facebook by searching Soul Searchers podcast and on Instagram at Soul Searchers podcast. If you haven't already done so, please help us keep the conversations flowing by subscribing, rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast. And be sure to catch us next time for another soulful conversation.